might be fun. And then when we did the class the other day with um, Cartersville, there was a couple of times you, you know, when you're kind of peeling those things back, uh, right. when we go through the presentation and you're asking questions about what, what did that uh, nonverbal command do to the fire ground? Right. I think it's fun. To, I think it's good to talk about that, like this nonverbal okay. change of command or size up. What does size up do to the entire fire ground? Right. So no, I'm down with that it. was it. I mean, I thought it might be fun to give it a shot. Okay. You don't. You're not down with it. Or? No, no, 100. percent I'm all in. I'm all in on Plan A. <laughs> and then if it goes to shit, we'll adjust Plan A until it fits. Right. We're going to say this enough so that we can make T-shirts. <laughs> All in on plan we already have There t-shirts. is no plan B. Exactly. I think we should have t I saw plan already. B try to unfold one time on the fire ground. How did it go? Uh, not well. Exactly. But <laughs> they gave it every opportunity. And, of course, uh, so the, I, I was a driver, um, so I didn't have a – I was younger in the department. And right. we had just totally botched this damn scene. I mean, it was just shit was not going right. And they literally clear out, delete this damn thing. Move that truck from where it is. Pick that line <laughs> up from where it is. And that truck needs to go over here. And I'm, we did it. And it was, right. I mean, it eventually went out, but <laughs> it was not good. Yeah, probably the closest I've ever seen is when we charged the bed one time. Well, I've seen that a couple of times. Going downhill, and that pretty much takes that unit out of service. You're going to have to get another unit yeah. to come in and do it. You know, So it was pretty much a plan B at that point. I you think know, the thing about gone. plan A, it, it, it does, it needs, it, it shows the importance of how getting started right is so important. Right. Like, yeah. If you can't at least get this thing heading down in some right direction, it is difficult, if not almost impossible, to turn one around that it just yeah. keeps on tumbling out of out of control. Yeah, you have to find a way to get ahead of the curve. Yeah, but and I think that starts. Uh, I think it's important for us uh, as instant commanders or captains or whatever to start. That starts with to me with the size up, right? Where the right. size up? That was a hell of a segue. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, because that's what sets the tone for the incident. Right. Do you agree? I agree. 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 So if if that starts uh, wrong, which lots of times it starts wrong from the get-go, and the, even in the Charleston situation, whether you, you want to say that had uh, contributed to it or not, uh, dispatchers laughing yeah, when they're dispatching, a, which I've heard that. You right. know, they're in their world doing their that thing. Was a, and I've heard any, it. Yeah. So that's a that's a very small part of what we talk about in the in right. the class, but that but the reality it of it, it is sets it tone. sets a tone where it immediately, whether you subconsciously or consciously realize it, it almost makes it seem like maybe this ain't as bad as I thought it was right. because even the ones who originated the call, who have all yeah. the firsthand information, that seemed too bad to them. Right, right. I'd so, equate that to the. Bill Smith used to on scene. There was a there was a huge difference in my mind between being told, you know, engine two, I need you to do this, which he was talking to me. And when he'd call you over and put his arm around you and say, Bill, I need you to go up on the third floor in that breezeway and cut it off. It can't get by you. Yeah. The fact that he had said Bill as opposed to engine two, right? That was huge. And that little verbal cue. Right. And this the dispatch is, this has gotten, sends a message. 
right. or at least it does for me. I, I receive it that way. So I think that kind of plays into the whole size up piece and, and size up. Uh, it's easy for us to think or for people to think size up is when the first unit gets on the scene. Mm-hmm. That's not when it's taking place. Size up and yeah, in reality it's taken maybe years before an actual event comes out, whether you know the territory, right. whether you know the structures in your territory, do you know the water supply right. capabilities in your territory? Who's coming in behind who's, you? Yeah, who's Who are the your, other crews? Who's going to be your second, your third, your fourth? Who's going to be your truck company? Just, I think that is part of the size up piece. What do you think? Yeah, it's pretty in depth. Yeah. Do you think it's two? I think it, I'm not saying it's one of those things you totally concentrate on, but I think as firefighters, it's important to understand your response area so that it's built and supported just muscle memory. It just happens. You just know. And we're relying more and more on technology at this point. Right, right. And so why doesn't the CAD tell, why doesn't the MDT tell me this information about the structure? Right. Why does it tell me where the hydrant is and you know, right. things like that? So, yeah, I mean, it would be great. And, you know, I used to, make jokes and I do presentations uh, to the public about before we had the MDTs. I'm like, do you know how we get to neighborhoods? And they're like, GPS? I'm like, nope, we memorize it. We memorize all the streets and right. what side, what numbers are, and the break numbers. And they're like, seriously? I'm like, oh yeah, that's how we do it. But that's that's pretty much gone now. I mean, there's very few people that you know that have, uh, that stay drivers, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. You know, everybody's always looking to move up. Everybody's looking to, to, right. to advance. So you don't have those guys that are, are so in-depth in what they do that they know the brake numbers, they know exactly where the hydrants are and so stuff like you, that. that brings a good point as far as that long-term size-up piece or that early size-up piece. Let's move Let's move into, like, the actual size-up unit on the scene. Oh, so, so that part you weren't agreeing with, so we're going to move on to no, something no, no. else. I, I, you bring up a good point. I mean, you absolutely bring up a I, – I don't want to believe it necessarily because I think crews are still doing territory. I think they're still understanding breaking numbers. I think they're understanding what the, the, the water capabilities are in those areas. It's not like there's wholesale changes on these stations where I right. just said, you know what, uh, station 2 is now station 10, and 10 is now going to be 1, and one. We, that's just not what we do. We don't do that. And maybe I'm speaking more from my department and what we're asking some of our guys to do. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, I don't work for every department, so I don't know, you know, exactly what that what that looks like. But for us, I know we do ask our people, a, a lot of our people, we're constantly moving them around and saying, you know, hey, uh, you know, you're on a overtime shift. We need you to go ride the seat of this or whatever. We have rovers, you know, and those guys are constantly in the street in different stations. You know, they're not going to know, you know, the capabilities in that coming in unit, uh, what the training levels of these individuals on the truck with them are. Like we kind of get really good at winging it, you know, which is kind of sad, kind of scary, but. Well, that's the whole winging it when you get lucky, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, I, I'm totally with you on that. I mean, we, we set ourselves up in a lot of ways. I think, you know, uh, in the fire service, a lot of times when we wing it, we're setting ourselves up for, for failure because there are a lot of things that we can do on the front end to prepare ourselves for success. And because we're looking at budget constraints or staffing constraints or whatever, we, we make compromises and that compromise is going to come due at some point, you know, whether it's, uh, building loss, you know, human life loss, whatever it is, it will come due. You know, we get lucky a lot of times right? with what we do, but I, I always feel like we're daring ourselves to, to the point where, you know, it works right up until it doesn't. 
And then we're like, oh, we should have seen this coming. Yeah. So, moving on to the uh, more immediate size up. <laughs> it totally took a turn. I didn't see it going. <laughs> yeah, it got a little dark there. Sorry, I people. I didn't see that coming. I thought we might actually just give some some pointers on size up. So, okay. Setting the scene off yeah, in the yeah. right direction. But yeah, thanks, yeah. Hatch. Oh, no problem. I was <laughs> um, here to help. Uh, so l- let's 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 reel it back some and do talk about the actual uh, first unit on the scene size up. Okay. And what's important, and what do you hear, um, and what do you not like? So, like for you, uh, you're you're right out there, and you're probably hearing more size ups than any of us here. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, what about this size up? Engine so and so is on the scene. I got smoke showing. It's going to be a working incident. You good with that? No. Smoke showing on what? I don't know. He didn't tell you. Be a working incident. What are you going to be doing? I have no idea. Do you ever hear you, that, though? You either, Oh, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. that's my point. We hear that. I hear that still. Yeah. yeah. On the scene. Right. Smoke showing. Working incident. If you even got the working incident part, sometimes you might just get smoke showing. We're right. down with a... Right. We had to well, assume the, then that this going to be a working The idea incident. is from the firefighter's perspective maybe is, is if I said there's smoke showing, of course it's a working incident. Right. right. But in our in our particular department and in the, the 911 system, the operators are so strictly uh, key to the terminology. Yeah, well, they, they're, they're, they're are trigger words. Their right. supervisors there's, make them. They yeah. can't make it a, a working incident until they hear somebody say this we is a working thing. fire. Yeah. And there are reasons that it sounds that stupid, creates, but there's reasons that's in right. place. And they are waiting for somebody to say it. And that's why it's, you know, it's important. So when people get on the scene and they give that size up, what is that doing for second unit, third unit, and battalion chief? It's giving them nothing. Right. It gives them nothing, no situational awareness of what's about to happen or what's going on. Right. Smoke showing because it's a grill. Smoke showing because there's a bedroom rolling. So it's important. Smoke showing. We're going to need a, a hydrant, you know. What kind of smoke? Thick black churning smoke? Right. Drifting little light colored smoke? Well, even if they said smoke that. Smoke coming be from the attic? Smoke coming from the that. front door? Smoke. Uh, see, there's a lot of times, too, where I'll kind of somewhat ignore some of the smoke stuff because, like, I've seen it, and I'm sure you guys have seen it before. You know, you look at the MDT, and it's like police on scene, heavy smoke. Right. And you get right. there, and it's like yeah. hardly any yeah. smoke at all. And you're like, that one I that understand. was heavy to you? <laughs> I understand that one. Yeah. Why is that funny? I mean, you've never had that happen. Oh, no, no, absolutely. it does. It does. I just I picture somebody going, Chief, when I got here, there was way more smoke. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. It was more than heavy. <laughs> so, you know, so I, I don't well, always I mean, pay it's the same thing. I, there was a size up years ago that I was listening to. Uh, you know, the, the text came out that there was a working fire, and I turned the radio on, and the size up, first unit pulling on scene is, you know, two, or it was a single family, uh, Split level, 85% involved, um, we're going in uh, interior, or, you know. Um, I just, 85% involved? Really? And I'd Such to, an odd. Yeah. Now, if it's a fast attack for a rescue on a, you know, vent or search on a bedroom or something like that, okay. Right. But 85% involved and you're committing to interior operations? I'm having I'm having trouble recon- reconciling what you said versus right. what I see well, in my thing. head. What yeah. do you want to hear from a from a battalion chief's perspective? Uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, obviously, I want to know. You're on the scene. You've got command. 
confirming the address, you know, whether it's across the street or whatever it is. Sometimes you obviously don't know the uh, actual street address. It's one of the things I always try to get if I'm safety or if I'm the chief to get because communication is going to ask because they're going to send utilities to it and they mm-hmm. need the, the address. So I understand the need for it. Um, I want them to give their initial, you know, building description, what they see, what their plan is, what their little plan A is. I get it. We're going to adjust it as we go. And that they're going to do a 360. Okay. I want them to get a total picture of what's going on. I'm not talking about a fast lap, how fast you can run around the building. I'm talking about actually looking, pay attention. Is it on a basement? Is it on a crawl space? Number of stories? You know, do you have exposure issues? Uh, is there something on the Charlie side that they need to know about? Is it boarded up? You know, does it have power? You know, now, you know maybe the power is a little bit much. We can probably have some. Well, there's still that. some good stuff that comes out of that 360. So. Yeah, typically I get the 360, you know, uh, you know, whatever doing 360, and then you never hear an update from what the 360 So. I hear the 360. I love the 360 thing, and I I think they're doing a good job with that. I think we're actually doing a pretty good job on it because, say, 360 is complete. There were no additional hazards noted on the 360. That's great. Um, But that one's still very, uh, again, subjective, and you're basing it on what they did or did not see. But it's still at least something that saying, hey, this one's on a basement. Right. I don't. This, the basement's clear. There's no smoke in the basement. It's on a crawl space. And 360s are a skill. You know, yeah. Marty Marty Green, I don't remember if this was in class that I used to teach with him or if he actually talked about it on the episode that we, we had him on. But he used to talk about, you know, he said the first time he did a uh, 360, all he remembers was there, uh, you know, there was fire and smoke. Right. You know, and he did his 360. And the second time he did a 360, he saw the fire and the smoke and the entrance cable coming into the house. And the third time he did the 360, these aren't the same fire. These are... I was going to say, yeah, same fire. No, no. That's a lot of 360. Yeah. He's pretty fast. He no, but his point was is that as he was getting better at them, yeah. he was seeing the smoke and the fire and uh, the entrance cable and the car in the garage. And, you know, and then he noticed there's a for sale sign in the front yard. And, uh, you know, he was he was getting much, much better at seeing as and he was doing the 360 because I don't know how many times I've done a 360 back when I was still doing them, but I do a 360 not because I choose not to do them anymore, but because my role right now doesn't require me to do 360s. But <laughs> we're clear. Because <laughs> I've, I've written them off. They're a waste of time. Uh, no, but I would do a 360 and then at some point in the incident do another 360 and go, holy crap, how did I miss that? Yeah. You know, uh, there was one house uh, I can remember perfectly. There were two separate crawl spaces on this house, and I completely missed it because when I saw the first door to the crawl space on the seaside, I checked that box off. I know mm-hmm. where the, the door to the crawl space is. Well, this was one of those old houses that they had built over in Shambly. It used to be military uh, housing when that was an active military base, and the house had been added onto a number of times. And you couldn't really tell from the outside because they'd done a really good job with it, but it had two separate crawl spaces, you know. And I, I saw the first one and was like, yep, I know where the crawl space door is. Well, there was a crawl space door on the D side too. Right. You well, know? that's a good point. I mean, you definitely have some development that can take place right. with that 360. The more you do it, the better you're at it. Or uh, the more you spend time thinking about when you're going to do it, right. hopefully that will help too. That's what I hope comes out of episodes like this when we talk about size up. It's easy just to say... Um, you know, you get caught up in the moment and my unit's on the scene. I got smoke showing. I'll be down with uh, blue line, tack line, whatever you guys, labor department calls it. Right. 
And then that's, and then you, you're, do, you're handling business. So in your mind, you're thinking I'm handling business. I'm yeah. just doing what needs to be done, but it doesn't support the overall operations. It doesn't set the next crew up for success, right? Because you haven't given them any kind of idea what you want from the next crew, whether you handled water supply or they need to handle water supply or do they need to be writ or do they need, you didn't do any of that. Right. You didn't, you, you may have some incident action plan in your mind, but you have not done a good well, job as know, far as moving that along. I know the company that's going to be behind gonna, me I know really what well. Do. We've worked together for years. I know what captain so-and-so does. Right. He'll know what I need when he gets here, except for the captain Which so-and-so and his crew got into a wreck on the way here and they're no longer second due. Right. I think it's important when size up happens, when crews do size up, that that incident commander gets on the scene, establishes command clearly, because that's part of the goal here is to start to control, establish well, that's command. Where I, see, that's that's I was hoping you were going to go there. What's um, the difference between command and control? We're not ready to go there. We're on not going to go there. Not okay. yet. But on, they get on scene. Uh, they give a good building description. Right, mm -hmm. and I want to hear um, what they have showing upon arrival. So this building is a two-story single-family dwelling. What I don't have to get into whole construction. This square footage. I mean, less. It just doesn't matter right. if you tell me it's two thousand square feet. I'm not gonna say it doesn't matter. So if Bell were here, he'd be fighting you on. Yeah, this. he would be because it would mess up his his command. Well, I mean, his piece. point. He's got a good point. His point is, is that when I say it's a large structure what does that mean right well i this particular pace didn't say didn't say any of that <laughs> just said right single family dwelling okay. two-story and then i think it's important to say if you can say where that smoke is showing from is important instead of just smoke showing right it's coming from the front doors it coming from the second floor is it coming from the eaves is right. it coming from the garage well, i think huge. you need to be very descriptive or all of where above. it's coming from but how about that smoke coming from D all of the above? <laughs> it is pretty much coming from everywhere. <laughs> and that's okay. So having been that, you know, company officer on the first in unit before, it's an overwhelming situation and your mind is racing. I agree. Right. Trying to trying to get this information out, trying to tell your guys what you want them to do, trying to answer the public as they're screaming at you about whatever the situation is and possibly making assignments. You know, it it is never lost on me how overwhelming giving that size up can be. And typically right. it is done before the wheels in the truck stop moving and right. you have gotten just a little glimpse of what your situation is. That's why the whole three sixty and updating, you know, a little bit more time to, yeah. to delve well, into the situation. That's what bit. I would that's what I would uh, exactly say you bring up a good point but you also as the incident commander it, you're right you can totally get overwhelmed but it's in my opinion your responsibility to at some point woe that up don't let the scene control you you stop for just a minute and make sure that what you are saying is supporting this overall where this is going to go I get right. it we've all had been hit from 15 mm -hmm. different directions at once but that's not that's a tough one for me to say, well, you know, I just think you need to stop and make a, take a breath if you have to. Give a good size up. Get it started off on a good foot. Do the 360. I think the 360 should absolutely not be a fast lap. Because right, I do right, see right. that happening, and that that creates what are there you're no, saying even worse. Are there no circumstances that a fast lap is acceptable to you? 
No, I think sometimes there might be. Okay, because the previous statement sounded like there was absolutely no. Maybe I'm being more. Well, you're being Bill, but that's okay. why we love you. <laughs> All right. That's okay. So what are the circumstances when a fast lap's okay? I think in some situations where immediate rescue was like you, I could see somebody half in the front door, half out the front door, half in the front window. I could see where you agreed. Maybe you take a little, what I used to call look-see. Right. You know, you've directed your tailboard or whatever to start that rescue and you just take a little quick, quick peek around the back just to make sure that we don't have fire blowing out the basement we didn't know about. Right. But again, every one of these, you could tear them all apart. Sure. In uh, the best case scenario, though, would be to do that 360 and for the purpose of uh, finding out what's happening with the rest of this, this structure. Does this structure going to support what I'm getting ready to do or what I want to do? So let me ask you, for a size up, what is the number one highest priority piece of information you want? We're talking about it's on fire. Well, that's what I was going to say. I want to know if if we think it's is actually that, burning. Is that or an not. assumed? Okay, th- that, this that's is number a one burning structure. Um, I I could probably peel this back just a little bit more, but yeah, I think the, whether or not this thing is actually on fire is probably what I'd be curious about. Whether something not, not smoke, just fire. No, no, no. It, smoke would to me signs would show of, signs of fire. Happening. Something's happening. I want to know if this building is just absolutely. Why? What's yours? Well, I mean, the reason I'm saying that is because you could have smoke come from the Johnny side together. It's a grill or yeah. it's a couch. That's not necessarily fire. But if you see fire coming out of the house, you want to you, you know want to hear fire. flame yeah. showing, or right. you so have flames. That's what I'm saying. From. Is there a difference between the smoke and the fire? Like saying, yeah, that's the number one. I think if you had smoke and fire. Then I think you ought to say, I got smoke. I, but also, I think it goes back to my point of where this smoke, if you pull up on the scene, you got smoke showing, it could be coming from a grill in the back. But if you come up on the scene and you say, go through your command, uh, size up, I got one story, single family dwelling, I, I do have smoke showing, it appears to be coming from the rear of the structure, I'll be out doing a 360, blah, 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 blah. And then that 360 catches that. Oh, well, it's that's, just a. See, that's grill. where I would have. I, I didn't know if you were going from the. It's our. We know it's on fire. What's the most important, which would be location of the fire for me? Okay. And I was really just kind of saying, if, if they were only going to give you one piece of information, what would you want it to be? I'd say location of the fire. If you tell me it's knowing in the basement, burning, huh? Knowing that it's on fire. Yes. But he's only given us the opportunity to pick one piece of information. Yes. I want to know where. If it's in the attic only, I okay. I know we that <laughs> we're very very. So thinking on the scene set up to go in and knock this out. And if anybody's in the building and it's only in the attic, we've got a good chance of getting them. If it's in the basement, that's a whole different ball game. Whoever injured on the scene, we have fire in the basement. We have fire in the attic. I mean, if it's in the kitchen, working fire. Is that what you want? Is location? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a good piece. I I don't know. I mean, I'm not really sure because you know we get into. A whole litany of information. You can do the whole coal as well thing of you know your size, and it's just too much information, you know, to to provide rapidly. And some people break it down to five or whatever, and it comes down to what you practice. You know, when you're learning how to ride the seat, you're usually parroting whoever's riding the seat in front of you uh, and listening to their size up, and you're going to do something very similar or somebody you respect over the radio, and then it's you know 
do you spend time looking at YouTube videos and things like that, trying to do size ups of, you know, giving that same type of information because it was like anything else. When you get overwhelmed, you're going to revert back to what you're comfortable with and what you practiced. You know, you're not going to be like, uh, uh, you know, that's not what you're looking for. Let me ask you this. You, um, you're in a unique situation because you work for um, two different departments and mm-hmm. they're busy. And the other department has a lot of different, do you, do you typically see good size ups or do you f- typically, I'm a, what's your assessment? Do you hear good size ups mostly it's, it's a, or do you hear bad size ups? It's mostly? a mixture. You know, I, I've, and because of the way that the department is run, and I don't mean that negatively, but, you know, just having to have people ride up. If you're working on a holiday, you know, a lot of the senior people are going to be off. You're going to have people riding up with lesser years of experience. They're quickly going to get overwhelmed. This is not the position they're comfortable with. And they're going to give you information, but it's going to be sketchy sometimes. You know, work and fire, you know, we're investigating. What do you need to investigate on a work and fire? Or the uh-huh. one I always love is um, we, you know, had food on the stove. I think we can handle it. Yeah, I think it's uh, always been a tough one for me. <laughs> I need you to be a little more <laughs> assured that I, you can handle I've it. I've had a couple of in conversations and, and actions where we've said, I think I can get this. And I say, well, I think you need to go ahead and pull the line then. Yeah. <laughs> because it's, I think we can get it with a water can. I think we can get it with this crew. I think I can get it with that. I've always been very, I need to know what exactly. you can do, right. not what you think. So when you're saying, you know, what is, as a battalion chief, what do I want to hear? I want to hear confidence that you know exactly the full ramifications of what your situation is. You know, this is what it is. This is what we have and we can handle it with what we got or I need more resources or I need, you know, get, you know, to a pass command to the next company, company that comes in. So knowing the location of the fire is huge. Knowing, you know, whether or not uh, they've got a water supply is huge, you know, and then it could be even be what lines are pulling off. They're doing cross lays, you know, they've either caught their own water and they need somebody to bring it to them. But right. if they're going to be doing off the back, Typically, so they're going to go get it. That's a good, it just just knowing what you're pulling tells me something about the fire. Exactly. But how deep do you want them to get into it? Because it really needs to be as, you know, much like doing the uh, lunar versus the three W's in uh, a May Day. If you really think somebody burning in a life-threatening situation is going to be lame and location, and you know, right. they're going to say it as fast as they can to get it out of their mouth because it's a, just a dynamic situation. And so when we're having these people ride up and seat riders and things like that, they're not as practiced at it. So to make it as basic, you know, what was the, what is the basic information that I need, you know, that's going to set that, you know, in the right direction is kind of what I'm asking. So I think it would be important for crews then to obviously practice this. If yeah, you're at the yeah. station, practice right. what it sounds like, practice what have conversations around the table on size up and then do it with your battalion chief too. But I'll be the first one to admit, when I do it in front of people, even as a battalion chief and done tons and tons of them, I get super nervous doing it in front of people because other people have seen the video and they know what's coming up or uh, what I may miss. But when we go to a fire, I'm seeing it the first right. time they are too. Well, if I miss something, I'm I just you, miss there's it. There's something you can do with that. I know exactly what you're talking about and some things you can do to kind of alleviate some of the anxieties when it comes to training because I get it, man. Guys and gals, nobody wants to look like an idiot. And so that Especially ends up... in a firehouse. Holy smokes. Thing, but, but you don't want that to deter training. Right. So right, right. what you can do, uh, and I have seen it, I've been a part of it, take your radios, Go to that talk around channel. Mm-hmm. And split up. 
Send right. somebody in the back room. Send somebody in the front room. You be second engine. You be third engine. You be the battalion chief. I'll be first unit. You don't have to be sitting there looking because I even do it when we're sitting here looking at each other talking. I'm looking at Hatch's face making stupid faces at me thinking, <laughs> did I just say something bad? <laughs> so, and it throws you off. So it does. Separate it does. in yeah, the fire That's station. a good point. Just separate. Maybe you don't get to see. Only one person's watching the video. Not everybody's watching the video. Right? You see yeah. what I'm saying? So you're yeah. watching the video. You're sitting there by yourself watching it. You give the size up. Your crew members are in different locations, and they are responding or reacting to it. Then once it's all said and done, then come together, let them see the video, and then have a conversation about it. Mm. That way you're not just feel some kind of right. way. That's a good point. That's a really good point. I had a lieutenant when I first got on way before YouTube, and uh, he had it all on like three-by-five cards, and he'd give you, you know, your engine one, your engine two, your engine three, and he'd give you the card as like you're on the scene, you know, this is what it is, give your signs up. And that's kind of written down. I mean, right. you kind of just read off what it said. But it was just kind of interesting because it allowed me as a you know, junior firefighter in the back, I was like, oh, this, these are the kind of things I need to say. This is yeah, kind, right. of, kind of put it in a nice little framework. And I always laugh because there would be one guy and be like, you know, he'd say, I'm on the scene. There's nothing showing, you know, this is food on the stove. You can return all units to service, you know, and just totally blow his game out of the out of the water. And I'd laugh. I'd like, that was pretty good. I like that. So I think uh, the bottom line is, is we need to practice. Uh, you need to, to practice a, a lot. Don't let the first time be the first time. Now, most places are going to AOI school, AOIC school or you're riding up school or whatever anybody calls it. So obviously they're going to be practicing it there, but that's a different setting. And I think, it, I think it's important to practice at the station. Yeah. Continual practice on it. Yeah. And let the senior guys weigh in on it too. I thought there was benefit to doing it the same every time. I agree. So that if your patter is to say engine two is on scene out investigating two story single family dwelling, those are things that you don't have to think about. What's the next thing that I need to say? Your brain's working right. that I know what I'm, you know, it, it, it makes it more automatic so that you can key into the things that are specific about that in that incident. You know, you're no longer worried about what do I call this a single family dwelling or do I call right. it a, a, a residence or a split level or a, you know, I mean mm-hmm. it, it, you get into that thing. And I, I think people do this because I hear stories about this all the time, especially during promotional time. Um, you're running these size-ups in your head coming to work. Yeah. Uh, you know, you just kind of daydream, and I'm like, I wonder what I would do with that. Well, hopefully then I go through does. there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's a good time, just to be constantly thinking. So you're right. Get those. Uh, so what was your size-up on the interstate? You want, I would you, be first a, you were first on scene, right? No, I wasn't first. Uh, oh, no, that's right. No, you had was, the engines there. Yeah, there was an engine and then uh, another engine and truck showed up. And then we were like third or fourth or something so like that. So you didn't give a size up? What was the size up? Do you remember? Trash. Uh, ah! <laughs> I don't remember being like that. Uh, <laughs> trash and debris burning underneath the expressway. Okay. I think that's what it was. And. It that's was. what it was. Yeah, it was. When you got there, was it a lot of trash and debris burning? Uh, it was no longer the trash burning. It was the conduit yeah. stuff burning really, really badly. Right. Yeah, it was It was a lot of smoke, a lot of fire. That was all that plastics and... Mm, High-density plastic, yeah. And it's not just an interstate. It's an interstate that's 70 or 80, well, 60, 60 feet up. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's <laughs> it's not like the bridge, 
you know, over the creek no, interstate. No, it's, no, it was it was, it was a lot. an elevated interstate that was six or seven lanes across on both sides. Yeah, and my thing too, even in that one, you know, it was so fast about me wanting to to get the information out, and it was like I need you to shut down the interstate. I need you to get you know these units out there because that was my biggest concern was. Just, you know, you're on an interstate. There is no, you know, make a U-turn, go the other direction. You either keep going forward or you just stop where you are. Right. And there were people still driving through it. And I was right. like, uh, this is bad. <laughs> right. You know, so I was like, we need to shut so that down. So how important, who were you communicating with once you arrived on scene? Communications first. You, you were talking to radio? Mm-hmm. So was your size up important to conveying to radio how bad the situation yeah 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 (laughs) i was really trying to convey this is a really super bad situation start me a second alarm immediately uh we need to shut this down and then you know i just kind of went crazy from there because granted that's not your normal that's not a normal size up yeah that's a that's a a very extraordinary situation but your practice doing size up on all those regular fires I, i would imagine made that somewhat better right yeah or your ability to yeah, it's one of those things, too, you know, you kind of look at it, now I look back at it and like, oh, man, I really kind of missed this, or I should have done it this way, or whatever, and I listen to the tape, and I swear, it smells like, it sounds like it, it's, I sped it up, because I am talking so fast, <laughs> trying to get this out as quickly as possible, as much as I'm trying to say, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is such a big situation, and it was all on the fly, you know, we we did this on like a general dispatch channel, the, our what we call our TAC-2 where everything from trash fires to, you know, motor vehicle accidents, everything happens. It mm-hmm. was not a dedicated TAC channel. So everybody oh. was listening to this. And I was like, I, I need TAC channels. I, you know, there was right. a whole lot of information I was trying to get out very, very quickly, you know, to make this into a real situation. And it, it was it was quite a challenge. And I was doing it all in my head. Right. Because these were not only like two units or three units were dispatched. Everybody else was just picking it up. And then, so I was like trying to keep them all in my head of like who's on the scene, who's going where, and I was like, man, this is getting rough, right? Right. You know, so it's, it's it was very difficult uh, at the time. But you know, going back to the just a regular size up, you know, I, I'm I don't want to uh, overstate or, or or not give enough credence to you know how important it is to give that that tidbits of information in the very beginning quickly but accurately practice it you know do the things you know that you do diligence to make sure that that information is relayed out because really the importance is everybody else is listening and everybody else is going to set their tempo based okay, off based of what you that, say right, right you know and so you'd have those ones that you know you couldn't get their heart rate over 80 if you set them on fire you know and you just you're like oh i don't know but the other ones you can hear it in their yeah, you voice you know if it's burning yeah they don't even have to tell you <laughs> you're like oh yeah, yeah we got one now so when we we taught the, a class based around the Charleston Sofa Superstore fire. We talked about the size up on that fire from the first arriving unit on scene, Battalion 4, was a bunch of trash and debris, debris burning alongside the building. Right. Mm-hmm. And what did that do? Right. What do we, you know, we talked about what that does to the responding units. Those engines that are, you know, coming down Savannah Highway toward the store. When you hear that, what what's going on in your mind, you know? Are you? Do you start to relax? Do you start right. thinking about getting yeah. back to the station and you're loosening the yeah, I think the, that's exactly the straps on your SCBA and somebody might even reach over and turn off the siren and the lights and figure we'll just go, you know, normal flow and start looking year. for where you can turn around. Yeah, it, no, I mean all of those things, but that that size up set that tone. Yeah, I, I think you know I would it would have done that to me. I'd have been thinking ah, so and so's got this. Right, you know, we'll be back home. What would you say to the people that? 
uh, say that, you know, they, and you hear it every once in a while, you can't talk a fire out. So all of this size up bullshit. Yeah, just get on the scene and start working. Yeah, why, why are you wasting time on the radio? You should be pulling lines and putting water on the fire because that's the only thing that's going to put this fire out. All your radio traffic's for shit. <laughs> uh, I can see their point. It does take a lot of action, but uh, when things start going sideways, the radio communication is going to be what is the basis of your situational awareness of what the total situation right. is, you know, where they are, where the fire is, you know, what's happening, what went wrong. Right. No, I agree. I'm just trying to, you know, be those people, but. <laughs> well, no, but, but I mean, no, I no, think, right. I think it lends to the, the idea of control. It, it I, there is such a thing as talking too much on the radio. Believe oh, absolutely. Me. Yeah. Absolutely. However, sounding good on the radio and being in control of the scene that's drives a lot of other people's that is setting the tone. Yeah. Yes. It drives the future actions. This well, is nothing to panic over. I would I guarantee you if, if I had pulled up on the interstate like you did, my radio traffic would have been horrible. Well, Absolutely great. horrible. Did I ever let y'all listen to it? Yeah, no, I have heard it. it. Yeah, that's pretty hilarious. Oh, I'd like to listen to it. I never heard it. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> well, I think the the bottom line is to practice. Don't think it doesn't matter right. because it does matter. Don't get into the thought that, well, it doesn't really matter if I get it right or if I do it right. I'll be interior soon right. and it'll Who command cares? will have handed off to somebody else. It won't be my responsibility. I, just, I think that's the, the wrong way to go down. I think you need to, to try to do it right because the scene will build off of your actions, yeah. period. No. Good so or those, bad. First, those first steps. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're laying you're laying track. Yeah, and the better that that command presence is, you know, in the initial part of it, the way that people, as Bill was saying, are, you feel like you're in control because you've also heard ones that are pinging so bad, you you can almost hear it, you know, that it's mm-hmm. it's above them and already moving past them. All you're thinking is, God, I hope somebody gets on scene and takes this from them. <laughs> exactly, and and so I mean that's their size up, their size up. You know, we got a lot of fire. You know, we're doing rescue and oh oh my God. God. give me help. Sound, sound like a tea kettle. Yeah. <laughs> so now everybody, same kind of thing, just like you were talking about before, is, you know, when they kind of downplay it, now this is so the other way, and you're like... Right, now you got everybody hyped up. Yeah, please, somebody, yeah. you know, with a little calmer mind can and, just and calm this down And look at the pressure you just put on the second, next person. Yeah, now they got to reel it back they in. Reel, try to figure out how to reel it back in. Not, not just they? put out the fire, but... So is that what you guys do for the second end would come and take over? It would depend. If it was a fast attack and they were had went into that fast attack mode, rescue mode, yes, the second unit would take command. Right. And I think it's really, you know, for everybody, it's a little bit different. You know, we have dictated roles in our policies, you know, what they're going to do, and I'm sure everybody's a little bit differently. But, again, the size up kind of dictates what those roles are going to do. You know, if you're telling them whether or not you got water supply, then that next-in unit knows, all right, I'm maybe writ or what, whatever it is. It, it, it's helping lay that groundwork, building that foundation of how you're going to build the whole rest of the scene on basically what you tell them in the beginning. And to be that overwhelmed, unpracticed, uh, working fire, you know, all hands or whatever, and that's it. That's all they say. And I get it, you know, people, it's hard to talk on the radio when you got your hands on the line and trying to do different things. But if you're not calling for help and you're not painting that picture, nobody else is either. Right. And then everybody's just playing in the dark and then just forced to react when they get there. Right. Right. So command is too, you know, as they may make bad decisions, but it's 
probably going to be based off of bad information that was being given to them. Agreed. All right. All right. Well, it's a fun conversation, I guess. Well, well, well. Well. All right. Well, we want to thank the Golden Dogs again for uh, letting us use their song Saints at the Gates. Their music is available on CD and uh, digital, uh, anywhere you listen to digital, you know, stream stuff. Uh, it's also available from True North Records. And we're on Facebook, our uh, Twitter, but, you know, nobody ever hits us on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember what it is. Yeah. Uh, of course, our podcast is on uh, the internet, combustiblethepodcast.com. We appreciate you listening. Yep. All right, that's it. Thanks. Thanks.